Welcome to Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. We're glad you've joined us. Well, Pastor Blake's out of town. He'll be back here Sunday. And uh, on Wednesday nights, he's been going through the book of Colossians. And I love Colossians. I love Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, those three books, because you can read them quick, and they hold a wealth of theology and just encouragement. And so as he was doing that, and he asked me to fill in for him here, I'm going to go to Colossians, something he's already covered, but that's the great thing about Scripture, isn't it? One person can read it and get this out of it, another person can read it and get this out of it. I can read it and get something else out of it the next time. So it's just always a variety. And so we're going to look at Colossians chapter 1, just a few verses, verses 9 to 12, because there's a couple things that jumped out at me as I was going back through this. And the first one is steadfast prayer, steadfast prayer. Verse 9 is, is there, and Paul emphasizes this, and he says, We have not s- stopped praying for you since we he- first heard about you. Now, Paul had never been to this church, but he's heard about them, and he's been praying for them. Now, the encouragement is this. You and I pray, and sometimes what we happens is, well, I'm just praying for the same thing over and over and over again. Well, great. Don't stop. He says, we just won't stop praying for you. And, and he did this often. Romans chapter 1, verse 9, he writes to the church there. He says, God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night, I bring your knees to the, in prayer to God whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. Ephesians, he writes to that church. Ever since I heard about your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. Philippians 1.4, whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. 1 Thessalonians 1.2, we always thank God for you and pray for you constantly. Man, Paul's praying for a lot of people. And he prays for them over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And you know, you know what I'm saying, right? So that when you and I pray, never give up. Never say, oh, I've been praying for this person a long time. Keep praying for them. Well, it seems like I just keep praying for the same things over and over again. That's okay. It needs to be prayed for. And so repetition in prayer, saying the thing thing over and over is a great thing. What you don't want to do is just get into a rut where it becomes a ritual. That when you pray about these things over, your heart's in it, your mind's in it, you're thinking about it. There's something specific going on. And so that's the way prayer is. The same things because God brings us to that place on our hearts to pray for them over and over and over. And that's what Paul was doing with these people. Steadfast prayer. Secondly, spiritual wisdom. Spiritual wisdom. So what he covers next in that verse, he kind of wants you to understand. Now, I, I think wisdom is really critical for a Christian. In the day and time in which we live, we need wisdom. Here's what he says. He says, here's one of the things I'm praying for. Here's what I'm asking God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. In other words, I want you to know what God wants you to do, but I want you to have wisdom with understanding. Now, as Pastor Blake has mentioned, 
what's going on in this church is Gnosticism. It's a religion that was prevalent all throughout the New Testament church. And what it said was basically this. You can believe in Jesus, that's fine, but there's more. Once you get to Jesus, there's nothing more. He's it. That's what you need to know. You see, we always think, well, there's got to be something deeper, something more, special. No, it's all about Jesus. And so he, he says, look, this is what you need to know. The Bible is our primary source of knowledge with the help of the Holy Spirit. And so he says, I want you to have wisdom and understanding. Now, there's a difference between being smart and being wise. I've known smart people who have done dumb things. I know people who have a lot of intelligence, but the way they live their life doesn't show it. Wisdom says, here's what I see, understanding what's going on, and therefore, this is how I decide of how I'm going to live my life. It's knowing the truth and then applying it in a great way. And so, to do God's will, you need spiritual wisdom and understanding. Proverbs, the writer there, written by Solomon, supposedly one of the smartest men who's ever lived. Notice what he says about this subject. Chapter 2, tune your ears to wisdom. Concentrate on understanding. I want to hear it, and I want to understand it. Cry out for insight. Help me to see what's going on, the truth about what's happening, and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Go after them like you've lost your iPhone. Can't find it. i got to find it. The world will quit if I don't have it. That's how you search for wisdom and understanding. Then, verse 5, you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. You'll gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just, protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. You will know how to make the right decision. Wisdom, verse 10, will enter your heart. Knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. God, as I live my life, I need the wisdom that comes from you. I need the understanding with insight that I need to have. And it comes as I get to know you better and know you more. And that's how I need to live my life. You show me, you teach me, you help me to see, you help me to understand so that I can do what is right. And so he says, here's what I want you to have. I want you to have spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then he talks about stable growth. Stable growth. See, when you have spiritual wisdom and understanding, here's what he's going to say you will honor and please the Lord. When you live by wisdom that God gives, when you live by understanding Him and His ways, then you will please the Lord. Notice verse 10. Then, when you have that, 
the way you live will always honor and please the Lord, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So why do you keep praying all the time over and over? To know God better and better. Because God's so big that you and I will never fully grasp all that He is and all that He does in our limited lifetime. And so I just, God, I want to know you more. I want to know your ways. I want to understand your heart. I want to understand your grace, your love, your mercy. God, I want to understand you and how faithful you are and how great you are. God, help me to know more about you. Why? I want to become like you. You are the source of my wisdom. You are the source of strength. You are the source of hope. You are the source of life. I want to know you more. And when you have spiritual wisdom and understanding, you get to know God better and you please Him. And your life will reflect it. How do you know if you have wisdom and understanding? By the fruit that comes from your life. Or let me use another word that we don't like, but it's still true. The good works that result from your doing. When you know God, your life and your actions will reflect it because of the good things that you will do and the good way that you will live. Jesus teaches a little about this in Matthew chapter 7, verse 17. He says, A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. In other words, it's worthless. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. A lot of people say one thing but live another. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but their actions don't back that up, does it? Why? They're not wise. They don't understand. They don't see what God's wanting to do. They just want to do their thing. James writes about this in James chapter 3, verse 13. If you're wise and you understand God's ways, prove it. Wow. Prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. It goes on a few verses later in verse 17. The wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving and gentle at all time and is willing to yield to others. It's full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. The more fruit you produce, the more of God you understand. The more of God you understand, the more fruit you will produce. Your life will reflect it because you will get to know God. And when you get to know Him and follow Him, you see Him in greater ways and in greater things. And so Paul says, I want you to have wisdom and understanding. I want you to grow in that. I want you to know how to apply that to your life because then you'll be able to honor God. You'll be able to do what's right and you'll get to know Him more. And your life will have a life that is reflected in the good things that God wants you to do and in the good ways that God wants you to live.
key concept that he puts out right there in the front. I'm praying for you. And here's what I'm praying for. I want you to grow up. I want you to not be wise like the world. I don't want you to have what you think the world wants. I want you to have godly wisdom and understanding. I want your life to reflect God, who He is, what He's about. I want you to know Him better. And I want the world to be able to see that you know that and understand it by the way that you live. Pretty simple, right? Yeah, it is. And then he says, goes on, and now he throws another little thing at him. Superior strength. Superior strength. He says, look, here's something else you need to understand. Here's what I also pray about when I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you a lot. Here's what I'm praying for. Praying for your wisdom and understanding because you can know God more. Reflect that in the way that you live. But I'm also going to pray that you will be strengthened with all the glorious power so that you will have the endurance and patience that you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. Now, I got great news for you. God wants you to have patience. You've heard me say it before. You don't have to pray for patience. God will help you get it. And endurance. Why? So that you don't quit and give up. So that you don't get burnt out. So, so that you don't just think, hey, I've done this long enough, that's enough. I've known far too many people, had too many friends that started out really well, but they didn't have the endurance to finish. And Paul says, I want you to finish. I want you to have God's glorious power, the Holy Spirit, to live in you, to strengthen you, so that you will have all the patience and endurance that you need. Now, how much patience and endurance do you need? A lot. More than you think. Keep doing the same things, to not get tired, to not to give up, to not to surrender, to not think, well, you know what, I'm getting tired of all of this, going here and doing this. And, you know, it just, you know, I prayed for people long enough and I've been praying for that person. I'm tired of praying for them. I'm praying for this and I'm going here and I'm going to church and I'm just, I'm just getting tired of it. I've had enough of this. I, I, I just, I don't want it anymore. And all of us come to that point sometimes in life where we think, I've had enough. I can't take any more. And God wants you to know you can get through this. Don't quit. The one who endures to the end will be saved. That's what he says. Hebrews 10.35 Do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now. Why? So that you will continue to do God's will, and then you'll receive all he's promised. 
well, you know, if I have the wisdom and understanding and do what God wants me to do and good things, then I just uh, get to skip through the yellow brick road and go on down the way and have rainbows and lollipops everywhere I go and everything's just fine and easy and dancy and, you know, it's just going to be a sweet little life and I just get to, you know, rejoice in it and there'll never be any problems and everything will be wonderful and fine. Not. There's difficulties, isn't there? There's hardships, even in the midst of it. And Paul says, look, patient endurance is what you need now. Don't lose hope. Second Peter 1.5, in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. The wisdom, understanding that you learned there. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. That comes from wisdom and understanding, Correct. And moral excellence leads to knowledge. There it is again. Knowledge, self-control. Self-control with patient endurance. And patient endurance with godliness. And godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The more you keep going, the more you will know about Him. And then he tells us how we do it. What's he say back there in that little text in in, uh, verse 11 and 12? He says, may you be filled with joy. How many of you have recognized that when you have to be patient, joy usually isn't there as well? right? There's usually something else there, frustration, anger, something else gets, gets coming in there. And he says, look, I want you to have patience and do it, and I want you to do it with joy. Because of God, because of who he is. Ephesians 5.20, give thanks for everything to God in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always thank him. God, I don't understand what's going on here, but I know you're good because I know you. Remember that knowledge of God that we all need to have? I know who you are. I know what you're about. God, I know you're going to work in this. God, I know you're going to help me. I'm going to keep going on. You're going to be faithful because I know your character. I know your nature. I know about you. You'll give me wisdom. You'll help me get through this. You'll give me understanding. Now, sometimes here's where it works for us as people of faith. I don't get understanding sometimes as I go into a problem, I get understanding a lot of times when I'm coming out of a problem. And I have to have patient endurance to see that, don't I? And sometimes if you give up, you never get the understanding that you want. Final thing, if you do all that, you're going to be sharing the inheritance. Sharing the inheritance. Why would I do all of that? Because endurance and patience brings a reward. There's an inheritance that I get in heaven. Here's what he writes in verse 12 of Colossians 1. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belong to his people who also live in the light. So when I do that and live that way, God has a reward for me. And it's bigger than you imagine. It's greater than you can think. It's much more than you can even comprehend. 
And he says, if you grow in this knowledge with wisdom and understanding, if you will apply that in your life and get to know God better and let that fruit out of your life and we live for him, and then keep doing that with patience and understanding and keep going in that way, you will be rewarded when you get to the end. Because folks, I'm going to talk a little bit about this Sunday. You and I don't live for the moment other than the moment when we get to heaven. We don't live for this earth. We live for another place. Therefore, we have endurance till we get there. Titus 3, 7, excuse me, Ephesians 1, 18. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called, his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. Titus 3, 7. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence. We will inherit eternal life. That's what keeps us going. It's going to be worth it. I got something to live for. I got someone to live for. Finally, Revelation 21.5. The one sitting on the throne said, look, I'm making everything new. And then he said to me, write it down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. He also said, I am, it is finished. I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of the water of life. And all who are victorious will inherit all these blessings. And I will be their God. And they will be my people. It will be worth it. So, are you living with wisdom and understanding? Graining in your knowledge of God and who He is and letting your life reflect that and doing it consistently with patient endurance until that day. That's what He's writing to the... Here's what I'm praying for you people. I'm praying that this will be your life. I would like for somebody to be praying for me about those things, wouldn't you? Paul encourages us, this is what it's about. This is what you can do. Live it. Let's pray. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.